Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from the Jim Ursay School of Tact and Diplomacy, it's the Fourth and Inches Show with your host, Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how are you this weekend? This we're, week, learning so, weekend? We're, we're learning so much from Jim Ursay. I mean, all along we've been doing this whole being nice to people thing wrong. Who knew? <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I always thought Peyton Manning was one of the reasons they won there, but apparently no, so much no, money on him was the reason they didn't wrong win. On that. So, yeah, it how, how foolish of me. Yeah, exactly. They would have been a lot better off with Trent Dilfer as their quarterback for, for 15 years, but what do I know? Well, absolutely. I mean, that's just that's common knowledge at this point, Sherpa. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Or maybe Jim Sorge, but yeah, right. anyway. Remember him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, didn't he back up? No, it was Curtis Painter that's backed up both of the Manning <clears throat> brothers. I thought mm-hmm. Sorge was with the Giants for a while last year, too, but I could be mistaken. But needless to say, he didn't play at all. But uh, anyway, yeah. no. So, well, our our two favorite teams tend or continue to go in divergent uh, directions. Your Cowboys finally uh, got off the schneid last weekend while my... Giants uh, keep uh, doing the nosedive towards the first pick in the overall draft. But uh, so, are you yeah. feeling better about their prospects now, or what do you think? Nope, not feeling better at all. They out of the woods yet? They out <laughs> nope. of the North Dallas forty yet? <laughs> no. I'm all very right. concerned about this weekend, not just because I live in the Philadelphia area. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I think that that bar you work at, you should. Uh, Announce that it's a cowboy bar just for this weekend and see how Maybe. your uh, manager. I will make no money this that. weekend. <laughs> well, Probably would not have a job have anymore. A job. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. But uh, anyway, so and, nice. and meanwhile the Giants find creative ways to lose, and uh, we'll see. This, this it's week, just I think weird because you're, you're just not that bad, but somehow you still can't win games. I don't understand it. That all changes this week. Trust my words, but. Mark oh, yeah? my words. You can trust them too if you want to, but uh, Maybe better to mark will. them. So, all right. Well, let's see what this week has in store for us. First of all, how do people get in touch and, and participate in all the fun and frivolity here? Yeah, I mean, there are a number of ways to do that. We will be here from 9.30 until 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can always call us unless you're Jim Irsay because we probably don't want to hear what you <laughs> Um, at oh, we three, would gladly four, take his call. <laughs> we would. We would. We just wouldn't want him to defame Peyton the way he's doing. Not so much here. But you can well, call us at I think three, if he four, did, seven. it would just further stoke the fires. And, and then maybe Peyton John would. Fox would call. Yeah, we, we could have an on-air debate between the two of them. That would be cool. So if anybody out there has connections to either of them or anybody wants to send us some Omaha steaks or anything, just feel free. Yeah. Right. But you can call us at 347-989-8088. That's 347-989-8088. You can tweet us at the number 4THN Inches Show or at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Uh, our email address is the same handle, the number 4THN Inches Show at gmail.com. The chat room is open. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. And, of course, all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. And we've got a whole bunch of games this week, although we do have two teams on a bye, uh, New Orleans and Oakland. Again, it still feels like 
any week now, we're going to have everybody on a bye. <laughs> we were just talking about yeah, this before we went on Yeah, there should be air. about 20 teams on bye next week going on the average. Maybe so you far, and I will take a bye week. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe, it's, it's maybe I'll be on a bye week, week and, and it would make sense bye. for us to do a show. That's right. <laughs> Or you could have a buy next week. Or actually, people would probably prefer that I had the buy and that you were here. But uh, nah, we'll, we'll figure that out as we go. I guess we'll solve it by just both coming next week. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be one way to solve it. So, so any any injuries of note? Anything we should uh, touch on before we get into the um, into the games this week? Well, uh, the majority Anything of the you want Cowboys to talk about are from injured. And I will give you kudos <laughs> for picking the Steelers over the Jets last week. So that was a good – I didn't pick any upsets was, last week. It was so I can't close, brag about though. <laughs> that wasn't that great of a pick. It was close. Uh, also, oh. your Giants signed, signed Peyton Hillis today. How about that? <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, more on that when we get to the Monday night game. But uh, And it also yeah, looks I, like uh, we're going to get the Josh Freeman experience out in Minnesota. Yeah, both he and uh, Peyton Hillis will be making their debuts for their new teams Monday night, yeah. so that should be interesting. But uh, And the always fun uh, carousel out in Houston continues to turn. Matt Schaub will not play this week after getting a, a lower leg injury and being cheered off the field last week, which was pretty terrible. And yeah. nobody seems really sure who's going to actually start at quarterback there. So that's fine. Well, they said that TJ Yates and Case Keenum uh, both uh, participated this week. Or maybe they'll do what that one Cleveland Browns fan did and advertise Brandon Whedon's job on Craigslist. Craigslist. I like that. But, uh, I like that I a lot. Yeah, I don't think Houston's going to go that far since they have two hopefully capable replacements there. But we'll, we'll see where that gets them. So any other surprises? Are you surprised Kansas City's still undefeated? I'm not. I like Kansas City. I'm a big fan of them. See how it yeah. goes this week. I think uh, I think things will be okay for them. May keep rolling, uh, but we'll see. I'm not so sure, but we'll 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 see when we get to that game. But uh, anyway, so all right. Well, why don't we dive right in then to the Thursday night game? I I thought that was. Did you see Anquan Bolden's quote the other day where he says that the the Thursday night games are, are bad for the players because, you know, they're not fully rested from Sunday and, they're, or, and therefore they're probably more yeah, susceptible and then, to injuries. and then the NFL was talking about having a second Thursday night game for a while, and they're like, oh, no, we won't do that. Like, what? Why well, would you they can solve the problem by just having 16 Thursday night games. True. Everybody plays on Thursday night. they'd have night. to change we'll have those, the names. Those of- nice... 11.35 kickoff. <laughs> yeah, and then their slogan could just be any given Thursday night instead of any given yeah. Sunday. It has a nice it ring really to it. It really just flows off the tongue, doesn't it? They wouldn't or, have to worry about, you know, Or we could just have all the games on Sunday and Monday. Would that be so bad? Uh, I, I still like the idea of having them all on Thursday. Either that or maybe moving Thanksgiving to a Monday and making it a long, well, I guess it is already a long weekend for most people. If, if Thanksgiving's going to be on a Monday, I also need Tuesday off. It's got to be a national holiday to recover. Uh, what, from the Alstressifan <laughs> poisoning or, yeah. or what? <laughs> All right. So, okay. Well, be that as it may, so We do Anquan still have Bolden a Thursday night game. Sorry, Anquan Bolden. Yeah, Anquan Bolden is not involved in this week's Thursday night game, but... One of his former teams, the Arizona Cardinals, are. They're hosting the 
Seattle Seahawks. And what do you? Um, I'll take a stab at this. I I think this will be more competitive than most people think, but. I, I still think Seattle wins it, but I'll take them only by a touchdown. I'll go Seattle 27, Arizona 20. I'm taking Seattle by 10. Uh, I agree with you. I think this will be more competitive. I think Arizona may run out of gas late, but they're not in Seattle, which helps, and it's on a Thursday night game where weird stuff always happens. Uh, but fantasy-wise, I do like a lot of Seattle players this week. Normally not the biggest Russell Wilson fan in the world, but I'm comfortable starting him this week. Uh, Marshawn Lynch, pretty much an always start. Uh, I'll even go as far as to start Golden Tate, Sidney Rice, and Doug Baldwin, as well as the defense. I think they're going to have a pretty uh, balanced offense this week. You didn't make any mention of Zach Miller. I did not. I did not make any mention of Zach Miller. (laughs) I'm not on the Zach Miller bandwagon this week. (laughs) <laughs> no, you're not on. Staying away from the Millers. <laughs> okay, so both of them. Both Millers. I mean, Sorry. Luke Wilson, not not Luke Miller. I don't know why I call them Luke Miller. It's Luke Wilson, but yeah, uh, I'm just not not anyway. feeling it this week. Okay, for Arizona, I'm starting wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald, who's probable with a hamstring injury. Quarterback Carson Palmer is a good second quarterback. Running backs Rashard Mendenhall and Andre Ellington are okay as flex options. Wide receiver Michael Floyd, tight end Rob Hausler, probable with an ankle injury or both flex options in their defense is a good start this week. Wide receiver Andre Roberts, keep him on the bench. Tight end Jim Dre, same thing. And kicker Jay Feely, I would keep him on the bench as well. No Jay Feely, okay. We can live with that. Nope. I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> All right, (laughs) on to the next game, which Tampa Bay at Atlanta, the first of the Sunday early games. Somebody's got to win this game. They have one win between the two of them so far this season, but I actually think something interesting is going to happen here. Obviously, Atlanta, we both picked them to go to the Super Bowl. That's not happening, but... No, we look pretty dumb right now. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'll, I'll give us a pass so to speak, on, on that because of the injuries and all. But the, the point is that I, I think something is going to happen on several teams, including Atlanta, and that's that they've had so many injuries to wide receivers that you know they're bringing guys in like Brian Rabisky and you know, people off the street like that. I think what we might see in a couple of cases like this is teams going to more two tight end sets and not only using yeah. two tight ends, but actually throwing to both of them. You're seeing this in Detroit now where Calvin Johnson's been hurt and Nate Burleson is out. And so, you know, what are they doing? Yeah, they're still throwing the ball, you know, to Chris Durham now, who probably most people haven't heard of before the season started. But they're also working in, you know, not only Brandon Pettigrew, but, you know, the rookie Joseph Foria out of UCLA. He's catching yeah, a lot nice, of balls. Nice day last week. Yeah, and so I, I think we might see something similar in Atlanta where they've got Levine, you know, Toilolo, who's already, he's only caught five passes this season, but he's already caught, you know, you know two touchdown passes. So he's caught, I think, five Good passes ratio. for 25 yards, which isn't a lot of yards per catch, but when you're close to the end zone, the only thing that matters is getting in the end zone. The guy's six foot eight. They drafted him to be Tony Gonzalez's replacement, and I don't think they're going to trade Tony Gonzalez. I think they'll keep him, but 
mm-hmm. it could make their offense a lot more interesting if they start working him in. And one one other quick note too, you know, a few years ago you know, people were talking about that Arkansas Razorback backfield circa two thousand and eight or whenever that was when they had, you know, Darren McFadden, Felix Jones and Peyton Hillis yeah. all in the same backfield. Mm-hmm. And Stanford, a couple of years ago, they had three tight ends on their roster who were all in the NFL now. You know, last year, you know, you know we had, um, uh, forgetting the name, blanking on the name now, but um, um, last year they had Kobe Fleener was a first-round pick. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, this year they had Zach Ertz was a first-round pick and also, you know, yeah. Levine Toyol. And all three of those guys were you know, targets for Andrew Luck two years ago. So that Stanford 2011 team, if you wanted depth, uh, you know, college tight end, that was the team to to that root for. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So anyway, given all that, I think that, like I said, I think Atlanta will find creative ways to use Levine uh, Tololo, and I think they'll manage to win this game, Atlanta 24, Tampa 17. I'm taking Tampa to upset Atlanta. There will be oh, no. there will be a win here. <laughs> oh no. Mike, Mike Glennon is gonna make this happen. The Tampa defense is one of the better ones in the league and they don't get enough credit for that. Atlanta very banged up. It's a whole new world here with Roddy White out, Julio Jones having foot surgery, and I think this is a week to steal a win. And I think it's happening. <laughs> I think Jacksonville has a better chance of winning this week than Tampa does. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Although normally I'm on Jacksonville's side, I'm taking Tampa. I'm going all in. They're winning by a touchdown. I think yeah. Mike Glennon is more a second quarterback option. I'll start Doug Martin. I'll start Vincent Jackson. If Mike Williams and his hamstring are okay to play, I will start them as well. Uh, beyond that, it's a little sketchy, but I'm comfortable starting those guys. I really think this is going to happen. I'm going to be are laughing you any, at you next week. <laughs> are you in any fantasy hamstring leagues? No, I'm not. But if I was, I would take Mike Williams. <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I'll take Roddy White for my fantasy hamstring team. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right. So, I don't know. So, how far the mighty have fallen in your eyes that you're – not only not picking Tampa, I mean Listen, not picking Atlanta to win saying, the Super Bowl anymore. You're not even terrible. picking them to beat Tampa saying, Bay. I think Tampa can capitalize on a depleted Atlanta team who's a little confused in what direction they're going right now. I think this could happen. But I, Well, I don't know. I, I think they'll find between their tight ends and possibly having Steven Jackson back, although I'm not going to hold my breath for that, but I, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll stay. All right, so this is a game we'll definitely revisit next week, yeah. and maybe even on Sunday during the day. But for Probably. Atlanta quarterback Matt Ryan, I still believe in him, even with his depleted receiving core, tight end Tony Gonzalez. The defense is a good start. If Steven Jackson plays, plug him in as a flex right away. If not, Chuck his Rogers is a good flex. Wide receiver Harry Douglas is probably the best wide receiver they have left. He's a good flex option. Tight end Levine Tololo. We might as well just recall that, you know, rename this the Levine Tololo show. You know, I he's guess a good, so. uh, he's a good, <laughs> mark my words, he's somebody you want on your fantasy radar. Um, he's a good flex option in my mind and kicker Matt Prater, although I bet nobody out there is going to start him, but I still think uh, Levine Tololo, I'll say his name, that's the last time I'll say it, I promise. 
You're just excited because you can say it correctly. (laughs) No, I'm not even sure that I am saying it correctly, (laughs) but I just think that um, even though I did research it on YouTube, but that doesn't guarantee I'm pronouncing it correctly, but (laughs) we'll see. Um, Roddy White, even if if you have a fantasy hamstring league, go ahead and start him. If you have a fantasy football league, don't start him. Drew Davis, Kevin Cohn, Brian Rubisky, none of those wide receivers should be in your fantasy lineup this week. All right. Well, we'll we'll right. come back to this one next week. Okay. So I, I have a feeling we're going to disagree on this next game too. Obviously, there's a lot of mess going on in Washington right now. We're not we're a nonpartisan show, but uh, anyway, you know, hopefully that gets resolved. And I think same thing. Redskins have been pretty much of a mess so far, but you know they're in Washington this week. The budget thing is apparently getting cleaned up, and I think the the Bears, even though they've won two games in a row. Not terribly impressed. I think Washington eats out a victory here. I'll say not much defense is played in this game. Washington plays a little bit more. Washington 34, Chicago 31. I don't even know what world we live in that I'm taking Chicago another week to win. Uh, And it's not just because I don't want Washington to win. I just honestly think Chicago is a better team than Washington right now. I don't know how Well, the one-loss record would suggest that you're right, but I just don't think they match up well with them. I just, I I honestly think Chicago wins by maybe 10 points. I think they win convincingly in Washington. I think you Hmm. can start Jay Cutler. I think you can start him on his own. You can start Matt Forte, start Brandon Marshall, Alshon Jeffrey. I'll start tight end Martellus Bennett. I'll even start kicker Robbie Gold. I'm going nuts here. All right, for Washington, I think RG3 will have a good game this week, mainly because of Chicago's secondary. Uh, running back Alfred Morris should have a good game. I mean, heck, if Brandon Jacobs rushed for over 100 yards against Chicago, albeit in a short week, just think of what a really talented halfback could do. Kicker Kai Forbath is a good start. The, don't forget Roy Hallou. I, I think he's a decent flex option if you need him this week. Wide receivers Pierre Garçon, Santana Moss, Josh Morgan. You never know which one's going to be up and which one's going to be down from week to week. All three of them are at best flex options for me. Tight end Jordan Reed seems to be the best of the, the tight end bunch right now. I'm still holding out hope for Fred Davis, but not this week. I like Jordan on the bench. Reed. And Logan Paulson. Yeah, Jordan Reed, I, I don't know. I, I can't explain it, but uh, he seems to be the, the most um, prolific of their three tight ends right now, with prolific being a relative word, of course. And... <laughs> Keep the Washington defense on the bench because I think the two of these teams are going to combine for about Shootout. 65 points this week. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. All right. Speaking of high-scoring affairs, and here's another game we're going to disagree on. Um, Dallas at Philadelphia. Dallas, Ugh. they seem to have figured <laughs> things out last week. Philadelphia, you know, they beat Tampa, but that's not exactly a, a big win, although don't tell uh, Jana that. Don't tell Nick Atlanta Foles that. Nick Foles is the man. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I think Nick Foles is going to have um, more than enough answers for that Dallas defense. You know, he's not Peyton Manning, but few people are. But I still think he's going to carve up Dallas's defense. And I'll go with Philadelphia to win this by two touchdowns. I'll say Philadelphia 41, right. Dallas 27. What? Sherpa, what is this nonsense? And here I was thinking about picking the Giants. But honestly, 
I am Wait a, a minute. Cowboys this, fan. This is sounding like Washington now. This isn't, you know, <laughs> where if I don't like your team, I'm going to pick against. You know, if I don't nah. like your pick, I'm going to pick against your team. But I, I am maybe very I'll just concerned. Maybe I'll the rest of the show, and you'll all think I'm crazy. <laughs> Not that we're making any references to any real life people. No, no. <laughs> I do. I do have some concerns about this game. I love me some Nick Foles. You should. I'm going to love him. I'm going to continue to love him after Sean Lee picks him off a couple of times this week and the Cowboys beat him by three points, which is what I think will happen. But uh, I am a lot worried about DeMarcus Ware not playing this week and pretty significantly worried about DeMarco Murray not playing. Uh, Fantasy-wise, start Tony Romo. He's going to put up a gazillion yards on the Philly defense. Start Joseph Randall at running back. Uh, not everybody knows his name, but he's definitely going to be a good pick, especially if you're looking for a waiver wire guy this week. Start Des Bryant. Start Terrence Williams. Start Jason Witten. And I'd even start kicker Dan Bailey. I'm staying away from the defense because who knows what's going to happen with that Philly offense. But, I mean, obviously this is the game I'm going to be watching in the morning this week. Well, this <laughs> Here's here's why I mean sure if Joseph Randall's out there you gotta pick him up with first waiver wire priority this week but I'm not that keen on him and here's why I think that Philadelphia again my theory for this game is that Philadelphia is going to score early and often against Dallas's defense and I think Dallas is going to have to respond in kind by throwing the ball a ton I just don't see that Joseph Randall unless he's a lot more effective in the passing game. Than I think, or a lot more involved in the passing game than I think he will. I just don't think he's going to get a ton of rushing opportunities because my theory or my analysis of this game is that they're going to be playing from behind or at least in a shootout, and I just don't see that there's going to be a lot of opportunity for him to run the ball. I, I disagree. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's see. For Philadelphia, Nick Foles, assuming he starts, I'm on board with him. Running back with Sean McCoy, wide receiver to Sean Jackson, kicker Alex Henry. Michael Vick, if he does start, which is highly unlikely, but if he did, I would say he's a second quarterback. Wide receivers, Jason Avant and Riley Cooper, decent flex options. Tight ends, Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz, decent flex options. Defense, yeah, I'm okay with starting them. And running back, Bryce Brown, as, as much as I think there, it's going to be an offensive shootout, I don't think he gets to participate this week, so keep him on your bench. <laughs> All right. We'll see how this one pans out. We're gonna, I feel like we're disagreeing a lot this week. This next game, I think we're going to agree on the victor, but disagree on how close it's going to be. The Jets are hosting the Patriots. So last week, the Patriots got to beat Rob Ryan and the New Orleans Saints this week. They get to beat Rex Ryan and the Jets. But I think the Jets actually keep this pretty close. I'm still not impressed with New England's offense. I do like what they're doing by going out and signing guys like you know, Austin Collie. And, you know, I, I think – Pardon? I'm very excited about that one. I think Austin Collie could be a really nice fit in that offense. Yeah, he could. I mean, people forget. You know, here's a guy that caught 50 he was so good passes before he kept getting hurt. three seasons in a row with Indianapolis before he started mm-hmm. having all the concussion problems. And you know, of course, that never that threat never goes away. But still, you know, he's somebody that could make a difference there. But you know, you know Julian Edelman is having a really nice season. He's on pace to catch, I think, 112 balls and you know, go over 1,100 yards. So. Mm-hmm. 
they're doing some good things there, but I just think the Jets' defense will keep them in the game, but yeah, Geno Smith, unless he pulls another rabbit out of the hat, I, I think this will be much like the first game, hopefully without the bad weather, but I just New England will win this by a field goal. I'll say New England 24, Jets 21. I'm saying New England, but more like by six points. Um, I think... I agree with you on some levels about the the New England offense. I think they're starting to get it together. If Rob Gronkowski ever decides to play for this team, I think that will add another dynamic to it. Who knows? Maybe it'll be this week. Maybe it'll be next year. I don't know. But uh, I do think that the Jets' defense is not as terrible as we thought it would be, or at least I thought it would be. And I didn't think it would be terrible, but... I, I, I just I thought they'd spend a lot more time on the field than they have, but that's beside yeah. the point. Yeah, uh, I I like Tom Brady this week, but he's a borderline second quarterback option for me. If you're able to go with somebody with a better matchup, maybe I would. Although he's not awful this week, it's just kind of on the fence about it. Uh, I like Stephen Ridley. I like Kimbrell Tompkins and Julian Edelman. If Gronkowski plays, I'd start him. He seems to be healthy, just not interested in making it to the field just yet. Um, I am going to start the defense, though. I don't think this will be a very high-scoring game. Compared you know, to all the announcers are rooting for Gronkowski to make it to the field. And on the one hand, they'll probably confuse him with Steven Goskowski, but on the other hand, they won't have to say Humano Wanui anymore. That is or at a least hard probably name. less than they have. It's a very hard name to say. <laughs> yeah. Especially in the heat of the moment, but so to speak. So yeah. anyway, and the other thing that bothers me about New England too, you know, they've had a good defense all season and now they're without Gerard Mayo and they've lost Vince Wilfork and you just wonder how many more shots they can take mm-hmm. on defense before they start to crack there. That's interesting. So for the Jets, I would start wide receiver Stephen Hill, tight end Jeff Cumberland with, with good old, uh, you know, Kellen Winslow on the second week of his four-week suspension. I think Jeff Cumberland is now a viable starting tight end in this game, not so much because he's a great tight end, but more just because I'm not sure Geno Smith is going to you know, have time to throw it to a lot of his wide receivers. But you know, Jeremy Curley, flex option wide receiver. Will Powell, questionable with a shoulder injury. I wouldn't start him. Chris Avery may be the starting quarterback by, I mean, running back by default again. He hasn't shown much so far this year. I wouldn't start him. Mike Goodson was put on IR with his knee injuries this week. San Antonio, excuse me, San Antonio, I did it again. San Antonio Holmes, questionable with his foot and hamstring injuries. Even if he plays, I don't think you start him this week. Good old San Antonio Holmes. <laughs> and uh, I'll say I'll say uh, kicker Nick Folk should not be started, but the defense is a good start. All right. I can live with it. All right. So moving right along, we've got Buffalo at Miami. Buffalo keeps finding interesting and new ways to lose close games each week. Miami just keeps sort of shuffling along in hopes that uh, you know, New England will, will stutter, or maybe not stutter, but stumble. But, uh, <laughs> or they could stutter, too. I, I don't know. But I guess. I don't know how much it would help Miami, but they could. They could. I mean, maybe they'll adopt Max Headroom as their mascot instead of the Dolphin then. But 
I, I think the Miami Max Headrooms will pull this game out and send Buffalo to another close defeat. I'll say Miami 27, Buffalo 24. I actually agree with you. I even agree with you on the score. Uh, I just don't know if good old Thaddeus Lewis is the answer at quarterback for Buffalo. Uh, well, he's no like tool. He is, no. He's, he is, in fact, the least injured of the quarterbacks, which is not a rousing endorsement. So he kind of is starting by default this week. That's always good. It's a good way to didn't run your NFL trade team. From that, they just signed Matt Flynn, too, didn't they? Sure did. <laughs> Maybe I don't he'll start he's... next week. Okay. And then maybe um, EJ Manuel the week after that. No, actually, next week they're on bye, so he can't. Maybe he'll start and practice next week, but maybe. they only have to worry about one more week. That'd be interesting. But um, I would say uh, old Tad, probably only a second quarterback option for you. You can start C.J. Miller, C.J. Spiller, and Fred Jackson. I'm okay with Stevie Johnson and Robert Woods even, and Dan Carpenter. I'll start the defense even because I don't think this is going to be one of the higher scoring games of the day. Uh, I just I think Miami's got a little bit more in the tank. All right, for Miami, I would start quarterback Ryan Tannehill, wide receivers Michael Wallace and Brian Hartline, tight end Charles Clay, kicker Caleb Sturgis in the defense. I'm staying away from that whole Miami backfield. That's just a mess. Lamar Miller, Daniel yeah. Thomas. That just neither one of those guys has broken out, and I don't see that happening this week. And wide receiver Brandon Gibson, he's been a good third wide receiver for them, but I just don't think that there's going to be that much to go around this week mm-hmm. for Miami receivers. But I still think they'll they'll figure out a way to pull it out. All right, well, I think it'll be an interesting game. I'll definitely be flipping okay. around to it. Now, before you were talking about underrated defenses and saying that mm-hmm. Tampa Bay's defense is underrated, I'm not. I, yes. I disagree with that. But one defense that I think has been quite underrated so far this season is Carolina's. And this week they have this week they have St. Louis at home. I, I think this is going to be a blowout. I'll, I'll pick yeah. Carolina to win this by two touchdowns. I'll say Carolina 27, St. Louis 13. Whatever whatever the spread is, take Carolina. <laughs> I think they'll cover. <clears throat> it's, it's not going to be pretty. This is not going to be a game you see a lot of on NFL Red Zone or the highlight shows. Ugh, poor St. Louis. Uh, so it's going to be pretty short and sweet for me on my end because there's not a lot of fantasy value for St. Louis this week. Sam Bradford really only a second quarterback option and a very distant second one at that. Maybe Austin Pettis if you're looking for a flex guy. That's it. <laughs> You're not buying Zach Stacy yet? Not this week. I just mm, I think Cook. you have better options this week. Nope. All right. I might go for Jared Cook, but the rest of it I, I agree. Zach Stacy may be a flex if you're playing in a really Completely. deep sixty four team league or something or or in a hamstring league. But Yeah. But um, Carolina Quarterback Cam Newton, I, I think he's going to have a big week. Running back D'Angelo Williams is managing to stay healthy this season, so as long as he does, he's a start. Wide receiver Steve Smith and Brandon LaFell start them. Greg Olson, questionable with a foot injury. If he does play, worth starting. Defense is worth starting. Ted Ginn Jr., if you're in a deep league and need a flex option, especially if you have kick and punt return yardage counted, and kicker Graham Gano, good start. And Kenjin Barner is 
pretty much the only guy on Carolina that has any chance of seeing the field that I would say stay away from this week. Yeah, pretty much just throw a dart at that roster, and that guy can probably start for your fantasy team. All right, moving right along, we've got Cincinnati at Detroit. I'm not sure what to make (laughs) of either of these teams yet. I mean, Detroit, obviously, Calvin Johnson makes a big difference as to whether they can be successful or not. And even when he's on the field, he draws attention away from Chris Durham and and the tight ends. But I I think teams might catch on to that pretty soon. If he's really a gimp or relatively a gimp, I I don't know how often they're going to keep quadruple teaming him while he's playing on one leg. But what they should really do is have him keep pretending to be hurt and then just one day go off when he has no coverage on him. That would be fine. Well, he wouldn't have no coverage on him for more than one play. I think if you pulled that stunt once, of course, it might be all they need to make it worth your fantasy week and give them a victory. But I I just think even though they're at home this week and Cincinnati's hard to pin down and Ben Jarvis Green-Ellis may or may not be healthy, I'm still picking Cincinnati to win this. I'll take them by four points. I'll say Cincinnati 28, Detroit 24. I agree with you. This is going to be a weird game. I agree it'll be close, but I'm taking Detroit. I just You thought I was crazy when I said Cincinnati was not going to the playoffs, but they look like a hot mess right now. They're just not that great. I don't like it because I like Andy Dalton. This shouldn't be happening, but here we are somehow trying to figure out who's going to win between them and Detroit in week seven. <laughs> I did not, did not foresee this happening, but fantasy-wise, Andy Dalton, more second quarterback option. If Ben Jarvis Greenellis seems healthy by the end of the week, I could start him. I like him a little more as a flex option. I like Giovanni Bernard, A.J. Green, of course, always, and that's pretty much it. You're, you're not buying uh, Mohamed Sanu and Marvin Jones as deeper league uh, wide receiver options. They have to be really deep leagues. I just, they're not going to score enough points is my issue. There are games where you can find teams that are going to score 35, 40 points and try and take a flyer on one of those receivers. Eh. All right. I don't love love the matchup. For Detroit, quarterback Matthew Stafford is a good start. Running back Reggie Bush, wide receiver Chris Durham. Uh, Detroit Bell, questionable with an injury. If he plays, I'd say he's a flex option. Calvin Johnson, to me, he's a flex option at this point while he's questionable yeah. with his knee injury. I mean, some people are going to say, oh, you have to start him no matter what. I'm, I I suggest that his performance last week suggests otherwise. You know, three catches for 25 yards or whatever he had, that's, and no touchdowns, that, that doesn't help your fantasy team that much. Tight ends Joseph Foria and Brandon Pettigrew, you know, they're both decent flex options in deeper leagues. Kicker Mike Nugent's okay. I'm okay with the defense. The only guy I'm staying away from on Detroit is Tony Scheffler, who's had a concussion and still listed as questionable for this weekend. Yeah, those concussions will keep you out. I don't like it. No. Yeah, so we'll see. next game up, San Diego at Jacksonville. San Diego coming off a surprising and and – I'll say at least on the defensive side, an impressive effort over Indianapolis on mm-hmm. Monday night. Jacksonville, 
there's a lot going for them. You know, they've started to get their offense on track. Chad Henney's definitely going to be the quarterback. Justin Blackman has looked unstoppable the two weeks that he's been back. Short week for San Diego, playing an early game on the East Coast. There's a lot to like here, but I, I still don't think it's quite enough. I'll, I'll pick Jacksonville to come in second yet again. I'll say San Diego 27, Jacksonville 20. Yeah, I was going to say San Diego by seven. I I like Jacksonville sort of getting their act together. I'm a big fan of that. I like a lot of the players on Jacksonville. It just doesn't work all together. Um, but San Diego, even though it's a short week and they're coming to the East Coast, uh, I just – it's hard to think – things would have to go very wrong, which is entirely possible given San Diego what we've seen of their track record in the past. The wheels can come off at any time. I just don't know if this is going to be the upset this week. Um, I'm still going to start Phillip Rivers. I'm going to start Danny Woodhead, Ryan Matthews. I'll start Eddie Royal and Keenan Allen, Antonio Gates, of course, at tight end. I'm going to start the defense and kicker Nick Novak. Keenan Allen is somebody that I'm really starting to like a lot. He's gone in most leagues off of the waiver wire, but he's one of those guys kind of like, you know, the the Atlanta tight end whose name I promise not to mention again this show, but, you know, that I think could really help. I mean, he's already done it. Keenan Allen has, whereas uh, that Atlanta tight end I was referring to uh, hasn't really done it yet, although he has a couple touchdown catches, but, yeah, Keenan Allen, he looks like he could very well be, you know, rather than Vincent Brown or Malcolm Floyd or anybody like that, you know, that he could really be yeah. San Diego's leading receiver going forward. And, you know, for somebody that wasn't even drafted in most leagues, save no. for, you know, dynasty leagues. Or, you know, so, yeah, that's that's quite a statement. I like him a lot. I like what we've seen of him so far this year. He doesn't seem to be slowing down either. No. So for Jacksonville, quarterback Chad Henney, I think, is a good start. Justin Blackman is currently listed as questionable with hamstring and groin injuries, but if he plays, he's a definite start. Running back Maurice Jones-Drew, just for whatever reason, hasn't gotten it going this no. season. I don't think that will be much different this week. If you have to, as a flex option in a deeper league, go ahead. Cecil Shorts, questionable. It says his, his collarbone is bothering him, so that could... You know, affect his ability to catch the ball a little. So, deeper league flex option. Clay Harbor has had a pretty nice, you know, you know, fill in so far. You know, he's somebody. You know, he's a guy. You know, same thing. Uh, Timothy Wright in, in Tampa. Those are guys are both tight ends that you know probably weren't on most people's radar screen at the beginning oh, of the season. Clay Harbor actually, terrible hands. Awful. Well, I'm not. A fan. I don't know. He's a good blocker, though. I respect that. He's caught a few balls this season. We'll see. Defense, I like, just because I'm not that enamored with San Diego's offense. Quarterback, Wayne Gabbard's already been ruled out with his hamstring injury, so don't start him. Mercedes Lewis, still. Pardon? He's on the hamstring team. He's on the all-hamstring team. Tight end, uh, Mercedes Lewis is on the, if you have a fantasy calf team, He's questionable, so he would be on it with his calf injury. Josh Scobie, I don't think we've recommended him to be started all year, and that's not changing this shame. week. He's a good kicker. He's just on a terrible team. Kind of like Greg Zerline. Exactly. Greg right. the leg. we got to get that nickname out somewhere. He's got to get traded. 
or Josh the, I don't know, there's nothing, there's no body part that rhymes with Josh that I can think of. That's probably a good thing. <laughs> probably. So, anyway, next game up is San Francisco at Tennessee. Same thing, just like the previous game, we've got a West Coast team traveling to Eastern time zone, playing an early game. Yeah. Tennessee it looks like there should be more there. The defense keeps them in games, but even with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I still think is an upgrade over Jake Locker at quarterback, I don't think they have enough to win this game. I'll pick San Francisco to win this. I'll say 23-17. I'm taking Tennessee to win by three. I know this is very shocking to you. <laughs> it's not shocking given the number of games we've disagreed on this week, but uh, – I'd like I think to hear your, your reasoning here. I I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I like he's getting more comfortable in this offense, and I think we're going to see him start to air the ball out a little bit more. You've got these young receivers who can catch and run, go for those big plays. I know the San Francisco defense doesn't give up quite as much. I think it's going to be lower scoring. I agree with you there. Um, and I, I still am going to recommend starting the San Francisco defense, but I think Tennessee's going to edge him out late. I just... I don't know. I like the, I like it this week. I like the matchup. Um, Fantasy-wise, for San Francisco, I like Colin Kaepernick more as a second quarterback option. I like Frank Gore, Anquan Bolden, Vernon Davis, and the defense. I'm staying away from the rest of the receivers and uh, the kicker. For Tennessee, I think this will be one of the few games all year. Chris Johnson has been a pretty colossal disappointment so far, and he doesn't have injuries or anything to blame this year as far as we can tell. And I think he's going to break out and have a pretty good game, even against the San Francisco defense. Tight end Delaney Walker, obviously there's some revenge going on. He's playing his former team this week. We'll see how he does. I think he'll do well. Quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick, second quarterback for me. Kendall Wright has started to come on, but I, I like San Francisco secondary, so I wouldn't use him as more than a flex option. Same thing, Nate Washington. Defense is okay to start. Quarterback Jake Locker, don't start him. Sean Green is out with his knee injury. Kenny Britt is just mysteriously been you know, kept out of the games, and kicker Rob Baronis is also somebody to want. I just, I don't know what's going on with Kenny Britt there. They must have just decided, hey, think, we're moving on. I don't on, think but... Kenny Britt knows what's going on with Kenny Britt most days. Well, he's not in jail, which is a good starting good. point for him. Good but, step. you know, you just, you would have to think with some of the teams that have just lost receivers left and right, and I'm thinking specifically of Atlanta, that, you know, Brian Rubisky, yeah. okay, that's a decent signing, but when you've got Kenny Nix out there and, you know, potentially somebody like, not Kenny Nix, um, when you've got, you know, Kenny Britt out there and potentially Kenny Nix as well. I was going to say, who is Kenny Nix? <laughs> yeah, I think Kenny Nix was a basketball player, but, uh, you know, <laughs> why, sure he's not a wide why, receiver. Uh, he's probably, there's probably a wide receiver named Kenny Nix somewhere and, some college or some high school, but uh, not in the NFL. Yeah, we're because... looking out for you, old Kenny Nix. <laughs> right, but but anyway, I just I don't yeah I don't see why somebody like Kenny Britt, you know, that's just a wasted asset if you have someone like him on your bench and you don't use him and you don't trade him. I I just I don't get that at all. It's a good thing we don't we don't run the Titans. I think they're 
It would look very different if we did. <laughs> well, I, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick should be their starting quarterback. If the other, I agree. Op, op, you know, if the other alternative is Jake Locker, I'm just not a Jake Locker fan. But you know, just Kenny Britt, they, they've got to get him out of there, maybe trade him. Kansas City, that's another team that could potentially use a good second wide receiver. And speaking of that, let's move on to the Houston-Kansas City game. Yeah. Houston looking pretty awful, you know, beat up. Matt Schaub, you know, he said rough. he's not playing. You know, I I still think they're going to find a way to win this game. You're going to call me crazy for saying this, but I, I think Houston will fi- figure out yeah, I think their running game could actually do a lot of damage here, and if they have a quarterback that can at least keep the Kansas City secondary honest with Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, I think Houston wins this game. I'll pick them by a field goal. I'll say Houston 27, Kansas City 24. I like the score the other way. Uh, I think Kansas City will edge them out. Although, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Houston found a way to win this Um I know the team is kind of rallying around Matt Schaub. They're not happy with their fan base and how things are happening there, and I can't blame them one bit for that. Sometimes that you need something like that to bring your team together and snap them into focus. But I just I'm a little concerned about the quarterback situation. I like TJ. I do like Case, Case Keenum too. I just don't know if I love them starting against Kansas City in Kansas City this week. Um, so I'm going to say I'd stay away from the quarterbacks unless it's a second quarterback option and you've got a strong number one. Arian Foster and Ben Tate are okay. I like Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins, mainly because I think one or the other will have a good game. I just don't know which quarterback's going to like which receiver, so I'd say go ahead and start them both to be safe. And I'm staying away from the rest. I don't want the tight end. I don't want the kicker. I don't want the defense. I, I still think Kansas City will edge them out. For Kansas City, I like running back Jamal Charles and tight end Sean McGrath in this game. Wide receiver Dwayne Bowe, flex option for me. Kicker Ryan Suckup is okay to start. Same thing with the defense. Not an Alex fan, Alex Smith fan this week. Don't like this matchup for him. Wide receivers Donnie Avery and Dexter McCluster don't like him. And tight end Anthony Fasano still questionable. Even if he does play, I, I don't like him either this week. Okay, I can live Houston, with it. I just, again, if, it, if you go back six weeks, and obviously that was assuming a healthy Matt Schaub and, yeah, and all, but yeah. you know, we were, not we, but you know, Houston was being mentioned along with Denver and New England as the most likely Super Bowl candidates from the AFC, and now you're, you know, not you, but you know, people are telling me that you know, they're not going to, you know, give Kansas City a competitive game. I, I just I don't think Houston became that bad all of a sudden. I don't know. I think Gary Kubiak may have some problems with his job soon if he's not careful. Yeah, but I don't know. It's it's true, but you know, there's all this talk about how they should draft Johnny Manziel next year. No, I, I, I don't. That sounds like the worst answer ever to these problems. No, if you're going to, I mean, I like watching Johnny Manziel as much as the next person, but I just really don't see that. Can I deal with that head case? No. (laughs) I don't see that being a good uh, fit for this team because, yeah, if something 
I shouldn't say if something, when something goes wrong, and you know it will, it goes wrong for any NFL quarterback or almost any NFL quarterback at some point. But if, if that's going on in Houston and in his home state, I just, you know, if Matt Schaub is worried about people, you know, standing on his front lawn and yelling stuff at his house, I can just imagine what uh, Johnny Manziel would have to deal with. And again, he'd probably be living in a gated community, but that's beside the point. Know. Let's keep rolling. 11 minutes. Let's do this. Four All games. right. So Baltimore at Pittsburgh. I have a feeling this is another game we're going to disagree on. We seem to have disagreed on two-thirds of the games this Why? week. Yeah. I, I bet we're going to disagree on this one, too. So Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh finally off the snide. Baltimore, I know you're not that impressed by them, but Pittsburgh, still hard to pick them with uh, yeah. you know just that one victory in their in – their, uh, quiver so far this year, but I'll I'll go ahead and pick them. I think they're at home. They I, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say they started to get their act together last week. I'll say Pittsburgh wins it. I'll pick them by a score of 20 to 14. I could go either way on this game, but I think I'm actually going to agree with you and go Pittsburgh. I don't even know if both teams are going to score that many points. Uh, I'm mainly picking Pittsburgh solely because their offense is marginally more functional, and I think that really the only good thing about the Baltimore offense possibly in this game could have been Ray Rice, and I don't think the Pittsburgh defense will let that happen. Um, Fantasy-wise, for Baltimore, Joe Flacco really only a second quarterback option. I'd take a flyer on Ray Rice. I'd start Torrey Smith and the defense, and I'm staying away from everybody else. Well, this is a tendon Doss is somebody that's starting to intrigue me, but getting back to Ray Rice for a second, you know, this is the same defense that Adrian Peterson pretty much ran roughshod over three weeks ago. If Ray yeah, Rice but Adrian Peterson's now, could... been firing on all cylinders this season. Ray Rice, not so much. Well, he certainly wasn't last week, but, I mean, obviously he had the personal tragedy he was dealing with, mm-hmm. but, yeah, I don't know. I just... They just don't look like they ha- they're they're truly committed to this run game. It doesn't look like it's working in this offense yet, and I don't understand why. Yeah, me neither. But I don't yeah. understand a lot of things about either of these teams or that whole AFC North. <laughs> no, that whole AFC North is kind of uh, a mystery. I thought the NFC East thing. was bad, but the AFC North is a whole other situation. No, I mean the the yeah the I think the AFC North. People talk about how competitive it is and how balanced it is, but right now it's just balanced with a bunch of mediocre teams, arguably even yeah. a couple of bad ones. But for Pittsburgh, I'd start quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, wide receivers Antonio Brown and Emmanuel Sanders, start the defense. Uh, on Bell is a good flex option. Wide receiver Jericho Cotchery, same thing. Tight end Heath Miller seems to be back from the dead last week, so I'll Sign him up as a flex option for my team this week. Uh, That whole slew of running backs, not named Le'Veon Bell for Pittsburgh, so I'm I'm saying Isaac Redman, Jonathan Dwyer, Felix Jones, Rod Stephen Powling, a.k.a. the the professor, uh, as you called him a few weeks ago. None of those guys should be in your starting lineup this week. Same thing, kicker Sean Sweetson. I just don't think either of these teams are going to score enough points to make starting their kickers worthwhile. All right, let's close out the uh, Sunday day games. All right. Cleveland at Green Bay. 
I think we're going to agree on this, but I think what we're going to disagree on is how close this game is going to be. I actually think Cleveland will keep this close. Green Bay will win, but they don't have much of a defense themselves. So I think Cleveland, in spite of Brandon Whedon, will manage to keep this competitive. I'll say Green Bay wins it by a touchdown. I'll go Green Bay 31, Cleveland 24. I'll actually agree with you solely because Green Bay's uh, offense took a beating this week. Their wide receivers are down for the count. Uh, I Brandon Whedon was respectable last week. He he wasn't terrible. He wasn't amazing, but he did his job. And I think he'll come out and have a pretty similar game. So I'm okay starting him this week. I'm okay starting Josh Gordon and tight end Jordan Cameron. But beyond that, I think at pretty much every other position, you're going to have a better matchup in another game. So I'm staying away from the rest. For Green Bay, I'd start quarterback Aaron Rodgers, running back Eddie Lacy, wide receiver Jordy Nelson, tight end Michael Finley, and kicker Mason Crosby. James Jones, if he were to start, I'd say he's a flex option, but that doesn't look like it's no. happening, but we'll see. Jared Boykin might be an interesting flex option if, if James Jones can't play, but we'll see. Defense, yeah, I'd say they're okay to start, but not a great start. Uh, Jonathan Franklin and James Starks. James Starks already out with an injury. Don't start either of those guys. And Randall Cobb, unfortunately, he's on IR for the next eight weeks, designated to return, but he can't return, I think, until after week uh, 12 or 13 or 14 or whatever 8 plus 6 is. Um, <laughs> 14. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get it. It's it's a par 3, but I'm going to get this. I was a math major, Eventually, so I can do we'll it. Get there. <laughs> so, but uh, Randall Cobb, obviously, you don't want him. You don't want him on your team any more than you want Randall Tex Cobb on your team this week. Good, good strategy. Good strategy there. <laughs> okay. Um, and at least one of them still has a pulse, so that's good. But It helps. Yeah. But anyway, so now we go to the, the Sunday night game, the Ursay Bowl, the Manning Bowl, whatever you want mm-hmm. to call it, Denver at Indianapolis. I don't think this game was going to be too close to begin with. And, I, and then you go and you I, piss off the Broncos. I mean, really, Jim Ursay? Yeah, that I don't get the strategy in doing that. They're going to honor Peyton Manning before the game. If I'm Peyton Manning, I have a smirk on my face the whole time, and then I go out and kick the cold spot afterwards. So I think Indianapolis is going to go down to its second defeat in its many weeks. I'll say Denver 37, Indianapolis 28. Yeah, I think Denver could win it by as much as two touchdowns. I just – I. It could have been close, but it's not gonna. It's Peyton Manning, start him, start Noshaw Moreno, start Ronnie Hillman, start Demarius Thomas, Wes Welker, Eric Decker, tight end Julius Thomas. Uh, I think that's about it. I'm not going to start the defense because I do think that Indy will put some points up, but Peyton Manning's going to put more up. Do you think, uh, speaking of uh, putting it up and shutting up, do you think uh, LaShawn McCoy <laughs> would acknowledge yet that Noshaw Moreno doesn't stop or no? I guess not. Maybe if he sees him in prime time, perhaps that will change his mind. It's hard to say. Yeah, well, <laughs> hopefully he'll be tweeting about the game. But Oh, I'm sure so he will be. He'll be high on his victory over Dallas during the day. Ah, so maybe he'll yourself. be in a forgiving mood for no Sean in the evening. <laughs> Who do you All like right. for Indy? For Indy, I like quarterback Andrew Luck. 
running back Trent Richardson, running back, I mean, wide receiver Wedgie, Wedgie, did I call him Wedgie? Wide receiver <laughs> Reggie, Reggie Wayne. I'm T.Y. Hilton and Darius Hayward Bay or go flex option wide receiver starts for me. Tight end Kobe Fleener, one of the Stanford triumvirate we talked about before, mm-hmm. is a decent start. Kicker Adam Vinatieri, decent start. Stay away from Ronald Brown, the running back, and stay away from the Colts defense. All right, one more game. Can you get All right, you know, you know we're going to disagree on this one, too, because we've disagreed on pretty much every other game this Probably. week. Probably. But I think the Giants are going to get off the schneid here. I, I, I think Minnesota's defense is possibly even less impressive than the Giants' defense. And I think the Giants certainly have more going for them on offense, say Peyton Manning's interceptions. But I'll say that New York finds a way to win this. I'll pick New York 30 um, Minnesota 27, and I'll even go out further out on a limb and say that Peyton Hillis is going to score a touchdown in his Giants what? debut. Oh, weak. I'm taking Minnesota by six. I'll tell you Josh Freeman's going to score some touchdowns in his Minnesota debut, uh, although I do like him better as a second quarterback option. I think Adrian Peterson's going to have a nice already. day. What? You're hedging not, already. In the game. I'm not hedging. I think Adrian Peterson's going to have a nicer day than Josh Freeman will, although I do like Greg Jennings and Jerome Simpson. Uh, I like tight end Kyle Rudolph. And kicker, the Blair Walsh Project finally gets a start this season. <laughs> yes. I it's agree. about time. All right. Um, for New York, I'm starting Eli Manning. I think he'll throw less than six interceptions this week. Wide receivers, Victor Cruz. Hakeem Nix and Reuben Randall. Here's something interesting. Wide receivers, on average, the, the average wide receiver yards per catch is about 13 yards. Victor uh-huh. Cruz, Hakeem Nix, and Reuben Randall, all three averaging over 15 yards a catch so far this season, which you could how argue many, that that's a st- over 15. How many <laughs> yards are defenders who intercept Eli averaging on yards per catch? Um. <laughs> Is it more than Probably. 15? <laughs> it may be. I'd have to look at their interception yardage. but and They probably have almost as many TDs as the Giants. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was too, mean, but, but you just kept coming at me about Dallas. <laughs> yeah, but, but the only difference between the Giants and Dallas is that the Giants are going to win this week. So, um Quarterback Eli Manning, the start all three of the wide receivers, star kicker Josh Brown. Running back Jay, Brandon Jacobs, he's on the all-hamstring team. He's, oh, yeah. You know, may, he might be a, a, the fantasy hamstring team. He's a flex option for me. Tight end Brandon Myers, in spite of letting that pass go through his hands at the end of the game last week for the interception, I, I still think he's worth a, a flex option flex start um, defense. I'll start them. Um, David Wilson out with a neck injury. Peyton Hillis, okay, I'll go back on what I said before. I don't <laughs> think he's actually going to score a touchdown, but I do Bold think statement. that, you know, and Michael Cox, some people might think start him, but he hasn't played all season, and Brandon Jacobs should get the lion's share of the carries there, at least as long as, he, so. as his hamstring holds up. All hamstring team, baby. But that yeah. does bring us to the end of the show. Made it just Most under the wire, way. as usual. 
And we'll be back next Wednesday night from 9.30 to 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time as we are all week or every week. And you can find us all week long all over social media. You can find us at on Twitter at the number 4THNHSshow at JKIM16 or fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can email us at the number 4THNHSshow at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page and all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. And good luck in your games this week, guys. Good luck, everybody. Have a great week.